Welcome to Beyond the Summit. This is Scalability's series of podcasts where we have some really interesting chats to some really interesting Northwest business leaders. If you want to hear more in the series, hit subscribe. And if you'd like to learn a little bit more about what we do, visit us at scale-ability.co.uk. We'd like to welcome Elaine Sutton from Dimensions Curriculum with us today. Thanks for joining us, Elaine. Hi, Colette. Thank you. So, um, tell us a little bit about yourself and your business. Okay, well, uh, so I am Elaine and I uh, have a company called Dimensions Curriculum. Uh, I'm the founder and managing director uh, and the business uh, was was formed originally uh, in 2011 and I was freelance four years prior to that. Um, I come from a teaching background, so I was a teacher in a classroom, uh, primary school for uh, 17 years, so I did my time, and then I became a local authority advisor for Blackburn with Dowie, um, and I did a couple of years uh, with that, um, and uh, very much prompted by other people, so um, none of it was my idea, if I'm being perfectly honest. Um, I had no aspirations to run a business. I thought I'd still be teaching now. Uh, I'm coming up to uh, to sort of, well, you know, I could early retire quite soon if I wanted to. Uh, but I, I'm certainly having too much fun doing what I'm doing. So um, it's been uh, it's been an interesting journey. Um, and uh, it's it really came from when I was working as um, a local authority advisor, I started uh, working with schools on developing their curriculum. Uh, now, people think that we have a national curriculum in the UK, so therefore there's no wriggle room. Uh, but there's lots of different ways to teach that curriculum. Uh, and what uh, what I got involved with was the um, the, the different uh, sort of approaches to uh, teaching curriculum, um, largely uh, looking at thematic so that's more joined up thinking. So rather than secondary model, where you're just looking at your separate hour of English, hour of history, hour of geography, that actually you take a more um, joined up approach uh, and your subjects sit underneath a theme. You still have your separate subjects, but they actually are more joined up. So then it means that the learning is more joined up. The kids may join the dots. Uh, and it's just a lot more fun and interesting, you know. Um, so, so developed a curriculum um, around that. The first one, uh, it was originally all service-led, and, of course, you can only be in one place at one time. Uh, so then it was suggested to me, again, not my idea, um, you should package this up, Elaine, you should go off and do something with it. Um, so I thought, well, I have nothing to lose. Um, I didn't leave teaching because I can't do it because I don't like it, um, and I thought I could always go back and teach you know or go on supply or whatever um but um i haven't done a day supply uh since so obviously it was a it was a it was a calculated risk that's paid off so um and uh, so ended up uh packaging up and producing a curriculum that could be sold in blackburn bogner you know anywhere else beginning with b uh, or any other letter of the alphabet for that matter um and and so gradually and the power of the internet as well um so we've become an international company now and we have resources in 33 countries now 
Uh, and I've had the privilege of, of going and working. I was just two weeks ago, I was working in Switzerland. Uh, and so um, so it's an absolute you know, privilege to be invited to schools, um, uh, in, particularly internationally, and, uh, and work there and see how they, uh, they operate and the different styles and the different cultural influences that are, that are there. Um, so, so, yeah, so that's kind of the potted, in, in a nutshell, uh, what, the, uh, what the business is about. Um, we don't just focus on kind of whole curriculum. We have a PSHE program, Personal Social Health Education, that runs through from nursery, so three to four year olds, right up to um, uh, year eleven. So um, we've we've kind of developed that, um, and uh, and we also we're, we're looking at uh, a new venture. Traditionally, we've always sold into schools as a, you know, the, the school entity. Uh, we are looking at developing something that teachers uh, individually can buy from. Um, so um, uh, looking at developing a, a platform, a new product there, that means that any teacher would be able to, to log, to go into that platform and purchase um, individual resources and plans and things like that. Um, there's quite a market for sort of multimedia things, so videos, and because often teachers are searching for video clips, and it's YouTube, you've got your adverts, all that kind of thing. Um, we actually put a lot of video content into our resources. Um, so, um, so we've done some market research around it, and uh, we're actually just ready to start. The plan is complete, so now we're ready to start actioning different things to make that happen so that's quite exciting as well and what sort of size team have you got then who's who's in the background supporting you then because that sounds like it's far too much for you to do on your own oh yes no you see I now don't do the work I do the fun stuff um I've I've now from it being just myself and then and then there were two and then there were three you know how it goes and gradually gradually we've grown so uh, there are now nine staff in total um we do also have a few freelancers we can pull on as necessary um, but COVID obviously had an impact there. And, and a lot of the freelancers that we were using um, have had to go back into the classroom um, and therefore don't have capacity or the time to, to work with us. So a few of those partnerships have, have had to, you know, be put on hold. Um, but, yeah, so there's nine of us, some part-time, some full-time. Um, but we've got a, a good mix, a good balance um, of talents and skills. Um, they are the most amazing team. Um, we all love each other's bits. And um, and we really are, you know, on a mission, all of us in the same, you know, all going in the same direction and looking to, uh, to just get that name out, really. That's we're, we're a small Lancashire company, and um, it's very difficult uh, to 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 establish yourself as the go-to for uh, that particular, um, you know, for for curriculum. Um, and um, but gradually, you know, uh, word of mouth and and advertise, you know, it, it all kind of. Uh, contributes to getting that market share that you're looking for, really. And what's the market like, Elaine? Is it quite saturated or are you quite niche? 
Um, well, uh, it, it's become much more saturated since they changed the uh, the Ofsted framework. So the, the inspection, uh, you, you'll all, everyone will have heard of Ofsted. Um, they uh, they obviously um, very much set the goalposts. And, uh, and unfortunately, uh, they drive a lot of the change within education um, and curriculum became a focus uh, in the new framework, which was introduced in September 2019. So suddenly everyone became a curriculum expert um, and uh, a, a new curriculum product came out. Uh, with with names that tick boxes, you know, um, and uh, so so it's become it has become more competitive. Um, however, um, the way we do it, um, we ha probably have the most comprehensive curriculum offer uh, in terms of the range of subjects that are taught through our curriculum. Uh, it's probably the most creative. Uh, um, product as well um, because we we innovate in terms of the activities that we suggest and uh, and very often a teacher will look at our stuff and go I would never have thought to do it like that you know so it's that kind of you know it's quite refreshing for them um, and um, and yeah uh, it, it really does seem to breathe fresh air you know it's a it's a new lease of life into curriculum for for our primary schools um you, you can't please all the people all the time but i would say 99% are really happy with it and doing great in Ofsted as well so we're still managing to help them tick boxes but equally it's not taking away from the engagement of the kids and the the interest and the you know so so we've we've managed to strike that balance really uh, which is great fantastic i mean it sounds like you've got a really good team as well there behind you to to help you tackle that saturated market so how you sort of touched on there about um how the team are, are doing the work now and you just get to do the fun stuff so yeah. how did you find that transition from teacher to business leader um i couldn't call myself a business leader for, for a lot of years. I I kept saying, I'm a teacher. I'm a teacher. And after about five years, and obviously, I, you know, and I did build it from nothing, but I didn't take any loans and I didn't, it was literally just just starting uh, and, 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 and sort of just gradually, it was very organic and very gradual that, that I built the business up. Um, and, and someone said to me, you need to stop saying that. You, you're not a teacher, you're a businesswoman uh, because you could not have got through. And it was when there was, um, so it's mid 2000s originally, uh, recession and, you know, um, a lot of businesses went by the by, small businesses, and we were still standing. Uh, and people kept saying, you, you, you've got to get away from this. You're just a teacher. You are a businesswoman. Teachers aren't just teachers anyway. Um, but, you know, you are a business person, clearly. Um, and I, I became a lot more comfortable with that um, and started to recognise that clearly I did have business acumen um to be able to keep the business going and growing uh more to the point uh, we had our best year ever um the, the the covid year the 2000 to 2021 was our best ever year in terms of uh, turnover um so um so yeah it's been um it's been a it has been a a, a transition that didn't sit 
comfortably at first um but obviously sort of now I've, I've fully settled into it and um but I've just uh, I've just recently become chair of governors at a school and all my teacherishness if that's a word keeps coming out you know because I'm more hands-on and I took an assembly last week and and I kept thinking oh should I go back to teaching I just loved it you know um but uh, but yeah I think uh, I think it's it's certainly I am well aware now as well of what my strengths are as a business leader and what my weaknesses are um and I think I'm I'm better placed then to to employ people or to bring in outside agencies to help with that. That sounds like you've you've learned all those key things there. Any any sort of strong leader has to be aware of of strengths and weaknesses and and you know and and how to utilize those and and how to work on them and and develop as well, I suppose. Yeah. Um so in terms of um a development, whether that be personal or professional, um are there any sort of real key moments that stand out along that journey that you think that was a real transformational part of my journey and whether that be that it was the thing that made you think actually yeah I am a business leader um or, or whether it was the thing that made you think do you know I've built something really good here and this is a success and and I actually really enjoy doing this um mm. or whether it's been something that's you know that you've learned that's maybe affected your personal life yeah I think um a, a couple of key pop, key moments really I suppose um one was um so I became a Christian um, about 10 years ago. And that was, uh, so I was quite early in the journey of developing the business. And I used to worry a lot about money. You know, it was always kind of, that's the big anxiety, you know. And uh, and I did find that that changed my attitude and my outlook in terms of the business. So, uh, you know, because obviously faith isn't faith unless you put it into action. What's the point in having faith unless it kicks in at, at you know, bite points? And uh, so I did find that I was much less anxious about money and therefore um was able to to focus better on the business side of it and and relax a bit more uh and and obviously you know it, 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 i sort of say that god's really provided and blessed and you know and we are um a business that that tries to live by values important values around um you know it's not just about making money and it's about the way you treat people it's about relationships it's about um you know having a um, an open hand as well to give you know where you can so we're very much known as the friend of the small school because they have small budgets and therefore we always try and make sure that that they can if they really want to get involved with us that they can do that um by so we introduced a part funding scheme so whereby we would part fund the the cost of the curriculum um and that's obviously given opportunities for schools that wouldn't otherwise be able to afford um because it is a you know it's a comprehensive curriculum it's a big thing uh and uh, and if you've only got uh, you know a couple of staff and handful of pupils it it would be t- it would not be affordable for them um so things like that i think that that kind of that faith shift kind of had a big influence um also um uh, when my mum passed away um which was quite sudden from diagnosis of cancer to to a a passing was only a few months 
Uh, and um, and obviously, you know, you want to. My dad had a business as well. Um, again, he seemed to fall into that. So it's obviously a family. Uh, you know, we keep tripping into businesses. Um, but he was, you know, he's been a big influence as well. Um, I think I'm jumping the gun on the questions now. But anyway, he he's been he was a big influence. He passed away seven years ago. But I had, you know, enough input from them to actually help me in those early stages or earlier stages. Um, and some really solid foundations, really, I think. Um, a lot of it's common sense though, Colette, isn't it? You know. Business, a lot of business is common sense. Absolutely. And if you've got common sense and you're not greedy and you're not flash, you'll be okay, you know. Um, and I think uh, I think it's just making sure that you're always sort of uh, – it's like life, isn't it? You, you've got to live within your means. Yeah. Um, you've got to make sure that you, you put in a bit away for a rainy day. <laughs> yep. And, uh, you know, I remember being told uh, a couple of years back that we were too cash rich. So some business uh, fella came along and he said we were too cash rich. Uh, and it just so happened, though, that straight away afterwards, we needed that cash or we would not have survived. So it was a case of, right, OK, well, from the outside, you're thinking that. But I actually know what the trend is at the minute and the way that it's going and uh, and I think it's just that, you know, you, you've got to go with your gut as well. Um, also, you know, off the back of that, um, uh, we developed a, a new, uh, started writing a new curriculum in 2016, uh, which was to be much more global and international model. So it was much more uh, sort of, you know, about global citizenship. Um, and it had a completely different driver. Um, it took three years to write it. Uh, we were doing other things on and off as well, obviously, but it took three years to launch, uh, and, and that's called Learning Means the World. Um, and the play is obviously on the when something means the world to you, you know, but also that global idea. So Learning Means the World. My staff thought I was crazy when I came up with the name, but uh, it's it's really it's really worked. It's really stuck. Uh, and uh, I, I go into schools and kids talk about LMTW, LMTW. So it's obviously you know it, it's 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 caught on, and um, and that was so that was uh, and it was a case of right. What are the big world issues? What are the really important things uh, that children need to get to grips with? Um, so you know it's it's built on what we call the four C's. So it's culture, conservation, conflict and communication so those four if you get that right um actually you, you're going to end up with kids who can communicate well um who can handle relationships well who can uh who accept and and uh, and who celebrate other cultures and diversity um children who are you know uh, eco aware and very much about um active uh, you know sustainability um and then uh, with the conflict side um that they have an understanding of what's going on in the world uh you know it's these four are always relevant and they have been since time immemorial so that's the good thing is the curriculum won't date 
because there's always conflict. <laughs> Communication is always important. Conservation is is going is it's risen to the fore, and and of course um, culture it, it, as as the world has shrunk in terms of the way that we travel uh, and and the way that that we mingle now culture understanding culture is really important so that's become the bedrock and underneath that you know we we do teach national curriculum but as i say there's ways of doing it uh and and that makes this a curriculum with a much higher purpose than simply ticking off boxes on the national curriculum i think that's what schools like about it because all the others tick the boxes and don't have that that aspect to it so it certainly sounds like a a more engaging version of curriculum than I was taught at school for sure absolutely yeah absolutely yeah it's a curriculum I I I always like to write things that I would want to teach Mm. and I've got a very low boredom threshold so (laughs) I you know if it's if it's something that I think oh I'd really like to have a go with this I'd like to teach this you know uh, and if I ever, if, if something's ever written and I think, nah, we just scrap it. We don't release anything that doesn't meet the standard that we've set, you know, or that I've set anyway. So, yeah. So that's kind of the, that's where we're at now. Learning Means the World was, was launched early 2019. Uh, and uh, and we've, we've got schools now. Uh, there's a school in the Cayman Islands who are uh, going to sign up uh, this week. Um, we've got schools, you know, in Hong Kong, um, Istanbul. So we've got, you know, um, it has sort of had, it's starting to have the impact that we hoped it would do. Um, but there's still a long way to go with it. So we'll, we'll see. Uh, it's impressive for a little Lancashire business. <laughs> oh, yeah. All the best things come out of Lancashire, don't they? <laughs> so um you've touched on um your mum and dad being quite influential um yeah. in your journeys. Is, is there anybody else that sort of sticks out, whether that be a mentor or somebody that you worked alongside? Anybody mm-hmm. that you've thought, I've really gleaned a lot from that person and they've really helped me in terms of developing my business journey and and or, or where I am as a leader, really. Yeah, well, um I I I I, I think um the the incident uh, the meeting of Mr Motivator um was quite influential um uh, I was at the education show uh in 2011 um and you you all know who Mr Motivator is certainly um, do I used to do it yeah. with my mum in the living room as a kid <laughs> there you go a bit of lycra and um and he you know he's he's had a bit of a renaissance hasn't he wasn't he on the wheel the other week i think i saw him on there or yeah i think he did quite a lot during covid didn't he and got people active at home again because my mum was doing it again during covid so yeah he certainly seems to have done yeah he's he's, he's a great bloke he's very engaging and uh, so anyway uh, i'll i'll keep this as brief as i can um so i met him at the education show he loved what i was doing wanted to kind of do some kind of business partnership um uh which uh wasn't possible at the time um but he gave me a lot of good advice and um and and one of them was uh so w- one of our main competitors was charging say five times the amount we were uh and then um we were the cheapest in the market at the time 
Uh, and he used the analogy of um, going to the theatre. So you go to the theatre, you've got seats for um, £10, seats for £30 and seats for £60, which you're most likely to go for. And I said £30. Because the ten pounds sounds too cheap, and the probably rubbish view. The sixty pounds sounds like well, what are you getting extra for that? So thirty pounds. So he helped me to position us money wise, uh, and I was terrified the first time that someone rang up asking for prices to give out this new price because it was like three times what we'd been charging the week before. So it was crazy. Uh, um, so I just thought, well, I'll just have to say it. So I said the figure and they're like, oh, yeah, okay. And they bought it. <laughs> so all, thought, all that anxiety over nothing. <laughs> why didn't I do it sooner? That's what I thought. You know, why did why did I not do that sooner? But that's lack of confidence in, you know, in yourself and the product. And it, it was quite early days. And so that was a really kind of pivotal, uh, pivotal thing. Um, and also from meeting him, that's where our PSHG program came from. Uh, I had no intention of writing that, but uh, but uh, a set of circumstances led to um, led to our personal social health um, program uh, being produced. So yes, I've got to say, Mr. Motivator, and if he ever ever listens to this, um, Derek, give us a call. Uh, <laughs> Well, who knew his real name was Derek? There you go. Derek, Fascinating. Derek <laughs> Evans, he's called. I have had a mentor as well. I want to mention Julie, Julie Brotherton. Uh, I had a mentor through Boost uh, Business. And uh, Julie and I have kept in touch since, just on a friend's basis. Um, but she has given me a lot of good advice and made changes off the back of Julie's um, you know, suggestions that have made uh, a significant difference to the company as well. Uh, so, and Julie kind of gives up her time to do this uh, voluntarily. So, um, yeah, Julie's been a, a, a big influence as well. Um, and that was sort of during COVID, really. You know, a lot of it had to be done online, but uh, but nonetheless, it was uh, very, very beneficial. Great. Um, it sounds like you've, you've got some real resource to draw on. Um, in terms of having those people in, in your pocket that, that are there to just give that little bit of advice, um, yeah. which, you know, we all need from time to time, don't we? We, we don't we don't all know the answers and it's very easy to get imposter syndrome and um, just having that person there, sometimes even just to make you accountable for the things that you said you were going to do and you never got around to doing um, can just be powerful enough on, it, on its own, can't it? Yeah, for sure. So what does the future hold then for, for, for you, Elaine, and also for Dimensions Curriculum? Well, in terms of me, I'm I'm more sort of backseat now, to be honest, Colette. Um, I've got the right people in. Um, I've I've got um, a few health uh, issues at the minute, so I'm having to be a bit more careful. So I tend to work three days a week at the moment, uh, and um, uh, but we are looking at uh, you know obviously moving forward uh, this new project. Um, to provide resources just for teachers as well, um, and um, so that would be that would be a, a big, uh, you know, addition uh, if we can get that right. I think that will be um, one of those um, 
sort of sea change uh, moments where we start tapping into a different market as, as well as the schools. Um, obviously, budgets have been an issue around schools. I'm hoping that with the announcement yesterday of the uh, funding for schools, that that would uh, give them a little bit more confidence to spend. Because naturally, I think, you know, when personally people are throwing the belts in, that that happens within the workplace and they just don't want to spend money. Uh, even if they've got it, they don't spend it, you know. Um, so hopefully that will open things up a little bit um, because um, I think there has been some reluctance since September to to invest. Um, so hopefully we'll find that schools are able to uh, to to look at uh, a curriculum um, and also um, I think if for us, um, you know. I think our aspiration will be to get something, a product of ours, not necessarily the entire curriculum, but something of ours in every school. Um, because, you know, we, we have things ranging from a couple of hundred pounds to a good few thousand. So I would like, you know, that's always been something I've wanted to do is to see something of ours in every primary school, really, in in uh, in England. But um and, and also to obviously take more of the international market with Learning Means the World, um, because that's obviously our sort of flagship product uh, now. Um, and, and really just to, uh, yeah, just to see the team grow and develop and, uh, and yeah, and, and it's, it's just great to see the way that they are stepping up um and um taking more responsibility and 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 showing how competent they really are um and if they listen to this don't get too big-headed um (laughs) (laughs) uh, but yeah so i'm looking forward to seeing uh, seeing what 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 happens with the plans for the future yeah uh, and I'm assuming we're staying in Lancashire um, and we talked earlier about, you know, good things coming out of Lancashire. So why, why is why is this county so important um, to you to, to hold your business in? You know, you've got international presence. Why not think, well, I'll just go live in New York and I'll, I'll set up this, the office there and I'll have a wonderful time. Hey, look, we're, we've got offices right on the edge of the trough of Boland. There's nowhere better in the world. Uh, it's it's just a beautiful location in the Ribble Valley. Um, we're near Ribchester, beautiful. You know, that you can't you can't beat it. My my mum's from Ribchester, my dad's from Catforth, Plumpton. Uh, I'm Lancashire born and bred. Uh, why would I want to go anywhere else? Who needs um, New York? <laughs> who needs New York? Who needs New York? So no, I am very. You know, I I, I I'm a proud Northern lass and. Um, and and it's great to be able to say that that this is where we're based. Funnily enough, the uh, the latest school in Switzerland that we've picked up, the the principal, the head teacher there, uh, George, he is from Blackburn. Oh, uh, and uh, so so he, he you know he can he can turn on his broad northern accent when I go over there, and uh, and yeah, so I think it's a it's a great connector as well, you know. Um, I do need translation sometimes when I travel down south. Um, but, you know, we get around it. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, we've just also launched a Lancashire edition of Learning Means the World. So we're so passionate about Lancashire 
that we've actually launched a, a new version of this curriculum, which takes in, which specifically writes in some of the local elements. Um, so we've got a theme about America. So we've written into that the Lancashire cotton famine. Um, so we've made a lot of links. Um, we've got a theme about wars of the world. So World War Two, we've written in the Battle of Bamba Bridge, for example. So we've looked at, uh, we've got a theme about um, uh, media uh, and, um, and, and the news. And we've written in a part about Winter Hill, you know, with the, with the transmission. So we've localised... Uh, the Learning Means the World curriculum for Lancashire. Now, that's a very, very new thing. We have a school who are piloting that. We've taken that up uh, in Higher Walton. Uh, and, uh, and, and, yeah, so it's exciting to see what's going to happen with the Lancashire version. Uh, and uh, we, we just thought, like, well, we're passionate about Lancashire, so we thoroughly enjoyed writing it as well. And what so, a fantastic way to get more of its history out there to, to to the kids that probably won't have a you know have a clue about the local history, which is a real shame. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. So that's that's a that's another uh, another new venture there that we're going to um, you know obviously um, market and, and make sure Lancashire schools at least know about it, um, and 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 it will be good to see a lot of Lancashire schools come on board. Definitely. Well, good luck with that. Um, it's been an absolute pleasure chatting to you today, Elaine. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank um, you. And who knew that a Lancashire business had Mr Motivator to thank for a, a key part of their business development? Exactly. Absolutely. <laughs> he, he, he did have a big influence. However, I do not dress in lycra. Oh, so okay. It didn't influence my dress sense. <laughs> uh, Business-wise, yes, it did. <laughs> oh, wonderful, Ellen. Thank you so much for your time today. It's been a real pleasure chatting to you. No problem at all. Thanks, Colette. Thank you. That's the end of this episode of Beyond the Summit. Thanks for listening. To hear more, hit subscribe and don't forget to like and share.